tonight to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17. If you're there, say amen. When you get there, say amen. Jeremiah chapter 17 and go to verse 7. When you're there, say amen. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when he comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Somebody say amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word, God. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. God, I pray for a revelation of your word, God. Lord, I pray that you would forgive us, forgive me of my sins. Lord, speak through me. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. How many believe you want to be blessed this, tonight? Amen. You know, the Bible continues and says, they will not cease from yielding fruit. Amen. I love yielding fruit. I, I wish every time that you will go out, you will get the fruit of your labor immediately. Amen. How many know that's a good thing? Amen. And, and I, I tell you, that person who constantly sees fruit in, in their life, they're a blessed per person. Amen. They're not only blessed, but they're happy. Blessed people are happy people. Amen. They're walking around going, whoo, this is good. And you say, what, what, why are you so happy? They said, man, if I begin to tell you how good God has been, you wouldn't recognize me. Amen. God is too good. You tell me to shut up. Amen. Those are the ones clapping right now that God's been good. They say, whoo, I'm so excited. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And you know, when it, it doesn't take a lot to be happy because you're blessed. Amen. Look around. Look at your family, your children. Amen. Look at your church home. Amen. They're, maybe there are people who still got a list. They say, well, Lord, I'm not happy till that's done. And that's done. Uh-oh. And that's done. I'm getting mean faces like, uh -huh. amen. Amen. Maybe we say, I, I got to get that husband, Lord. I got to get that wife till I'm happy. I got to get the, the increase at work, and then I'll be happy. How many know what I'm talking about tonight? Amen. You say, I need, maybe if I made a little more money or I got that child, I will be happy. Oh, but, you know, God doesn't operate that way. Amen. Our happiness is built on him. Amen. Amen. You know, I would find, oh, maybe, you know, this is my, my wife would love this. Maybe you loved just come home, the laundry's done, the dishes are done, the floors are clean, spotless. It smells like fabuloso in the house. Amen. You, you, you walk in the, the food and you smell it when you open the door. Yeah, they're like, yeah, all the wives are like, ooh, Amen. Amen, amen. You know, there isn't a single play person in this place that wouldn't want to be happy that way, amen. But, but you know, I, I would find out, though, most of the people, most people here, they know what it's going to take to make them happy. But many people are not. Many people are not. Many people, we've lived our lives pursuing happiness. We just have that pursuit like, oh, man, if I get these things done, I will, I will reach my happiness goal. And until those things are done, we're miserable. Like, oh, uh, what? Mm, yeah, well, you know, somebody comes out, they're like, oh, I'm engaged. You're like, mm, don't talk to me. 
Amen. Oh, huh? oh, guess what we got? We're pregnant. We're about to have a baby. Mm. Come on now. Don't shout me down now. Amen. Amen. You know, I read on the news, and I read on the news today a really sad story. And I, and we be, I prayed for this lady. Uh, there was a lady from right here from, from, from Dallas, and she, uh, she flew out to Mexico to get plastic surgery. I don't know how many have seen this story, but she flew out to Mexico to get plastic surgery. Um, uh, and, and really pretty lady. We saw, we saw her, her before picture. She looked great. Um, but they returned her on life support because she flew out to Mexico to get plastic surgery. They injected the, the, the anesthesia in the wrong place. And now she went there just beautiful. And now she's back on life support. You know, you would realize something. I, I, I was, I, I would, this, this got me stirred up. You know, in life, what we realize is we will always want more. We would always want more. God has blessed us with so much, but we would sit there. Now, I'm not talking bad about her. This is just a, a personal reflection, amen. I think all of us need to take a look in the mirror tonight and say, Lord, am I at that place where I'm sitting and I'm not thankful for what you've already blessed me with, amen. I'm just constantly, maybe I'm constantly unhappy and you bless me so much, but I, I don't even have a smile anymore, amen. Amen. Oh, there are many people. There are many people in that position tonight. There are many people. I got into an Uber and I'm I'm driving. I mean, she she's driving. I'm in the back seat. I left my car at uh, at U-Haul. I'm in the back seat and this lady. She didn't say a word. I walked in the car. I said, "Hey, how you doing?" I said, oh, "This is a hard one." I said, uh, "Good morning." I said it again. Oh, good morning. I said, you must be having a hard day today. You know, I love taking Ubers. You know, I love taking Ubers. I get to evangelize in the Uber, amen. And until we get there, I can talk, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so she's like, mm, and she's driving. And I said, uh, I said, it must be a hard day. She said, oh, it's hard. I said, I'm guessing it's not the cold. And she was a Nigerian lady. She said, no, it's not the cold. I said, oh, well, you know, God can meet, God can show up, amen. I said, well, what do you want me to pray for? We can pray about this together. And she began to talk about the things that were going on. Oh, my husband, he has a heart, he has a bad heart. She began to tell, hey, I need stability in my life. And I reminded her, I said, but you know, the devil wants to steal your joy because God is capable and more than able to take care of all your needs, amen. But the devil wants to ruin your joy in the midst of the test testimony amen so you can walk around like oh man now let me tell you god doesn't want us to walk in sorrow amen he's got it amen amen sometimes we need to be reminded the joy of the lord amen is our strength amen we can walk with the joy from god we began to pray, pray for that lady. Oh, man, you can see, you can see the smile lift up in the face. Amen. She was driving. We got in. When I got in, she was like this. Oh, man, when she dropped me off, she was happy. She was excited. Amen. She was reminded that God is not through with her. Amen. Praise God. So what's the remedy? There are probably people tonight that feel like, man, y'all know what man, the man smiley face? Like, man. Man, 
If you've seen the smiley face movie, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's you tonight and you just feel like mad. You just don't know. You're just not happy about things in life right now. Amen. I want to tell you there is a remedy. Amen. Uh, there is a remedy. I'm not here to, uh, uh, I'm not here to preach a, preach a message that, oh, you know, life is all about uh, pixie dust and fairy cakes. Amen. No, but we can walk with joy in our lives. Amen. We can walk every day with joy. And the two things that God showed me, and I said, oh, this is good. This is good. Amen. How many want to have two keys that would change your perspective tonight? Amen. You know, and, you know, the Bible uses sometimes the word blessed and happy interchangeably. Amen. Sometimes use the word blessed and happy interchangeably to, to remind us that sometimes, you know, if you're, you're blessed, you ought to be happy. And if you don't know you're happy, if you don't know you're blessed, maybe sometimes if you miss that blessing, you'll recognize that, wait a minute, I am blessed. Amen. I ought to walk happy. I ought to walk with the joy. Amen. You know, I find out many times I see people, they're, they're in pursuit and they, live, they leave the church. You're like, man, I, gotta, I can't go to church. I got to make money. I can't go to church. I got problems at home. I got I to gotta go. I, I met people that say, I got to take my wife out on the on a date, man. I got to go date my wife. I said, man, bring your wife to church. No, no, look, we got to go work on our marriage. I said, man, work it out at the altar. Amen. No, I got to go. Let me tell you, the second they leave and they realize how happy they were. They finally begin to realize, oh man, God had my life figured out. I've left God in pursuit of my own happiness. I've left the happiness and the joy that God could give me in pursuit of what I could get for myself. And let me tell you, church, it's never really good out there. Amen. It's never really exciting out there because we would end up miserable without experiencing what God has for us. Amen. So key number one, if you're taking down notes, I want you to write down the word thankfulness. Thankfulness. Turn to your wife if she's beside you and your husband say thank you. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Hallelujah. Turn to your wife or your husband and say thank you. Amen. Oh, let me tell you, those words might be rare. Amen. You probably not, haven't heard a word like that for a long time. And let me tell you, but we need to be thankful. We need to be thankful. Will you ask yourself, when's the last time I thanked my wife? When's the last time I thanked my husband? When's the last time I thanked my children or whoever it is in your life? you'll realize, man, maybe I just expect stuff all the time. And I'm not thankful anymore. So it's easy to walk around miserable. You got no problems. Amen. Just walking around. This house so hot. At least you got a working heater. (laughs) Oh, these dishes so dirty. At least you got some. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I got I to pay taxes. Well, that means you got a paycheck. Hallelujah. Amen. If you begin to be thankful, you begin to count those blessings. That, and God reminds you, say, oh, that's good right there. That's a good one right there. Oh, look at my kids. Uh, they, oh, God gave you some. Hallelujah. Amen. You look at that husband and say, oh, you need more muscle. At least you got one. Woo. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Say amen or woe is me. Woo, hallelujah, amen. Turn to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. It says these words. It says, be anxious for nothing. 
It says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. The Bible says that you can go to God with your needs, but you don't only go with the needs, but it says with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. You know, I'm not going to ask anybody to raise your hands. I was convicted this morning in prayer, and I said, okay, Lord, you got it. I was convicted in prayer. I was in, oh, Lord, and this Lord, and that Lord, and that Lord. He said, hey, how how about thanking me for what you got? I said, oh, Lord, don't be like that now. <laughs> don't be like that. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to be thankful. We got to be thankful. How much time of our prayer time is spent thanking God as opposed to saying, nah, Lord, that's not enough, and that's not enough, and that's not enough. Amen. Oh, we would be a lot happier if we went to God and just began to, began to backtrack and say, oh, God, thank you. Lord, we had a good night tonight. Lord, thank you. Lord, nobody's sick in our home. God, thank you. Lord, you provided. We paid rent. We paid the mortgage this month. God, we thank you. Lord, for for you you make it possible. God, uh, I still have a job. Lord, thank you. Come on now. Come on now. If you're not catching on to this, somebody ought to be jumping and excited saying, God, I thank you for showing me, amen, where I can find some excitement and some joy in my life, amen. Because if you're not remembering what God has blessed you with, amen, you walk around miserable. You walk around miserable. Pastor always said these magnify the ordinary. How do you magnify the ordinary? By thanking God for what he's done. You have to find the things to be thankful for. If we get too used to blessings, we don't think we're blessed at all. And we sit there and go, ah, you know. I meet people and say, how was work today? It was work. (laughs) Hallelujah. It was work. It's it's work in me. It's just work. No, it wasn't. Oh, you were blessed to have a job. Praise God. It was a good day. Amen. Amen. Woo, hallelujah, amen. You know, eyes are open and attitudes are changed when we begin to become thankful. Amen. Our attitudes completely change. I mean, uh, if you turn your, turn your Bibles to the book of Daniel, go to chapter 6 and just wait there. I want to share something with you. I was writing this and, and, and God shared something with me. Thankfulness is not circumstantial. Thankfulness is not circumstantial, meaning we're not only thankful when the circumstances are good. I know a, I, I know a man, good family friend. Um, I, I don't know if I shared it here, but um, we're good family friends. His family and my family in Tanzania, great friends. We'll see each other over and over. And uh, this last month, he lost his son. His son is 25 years old. He was like a little brother to me. We hang out together three years ago when we were in Tanzania. We got to spend some time together. It was just so awesome seeing him so grown. And he's, you know, he was working for the World Bank, and he was doing really good for himself. And uh, his dad was, was preaching. When he got the news, he was, he was in another city. His dad's a, he's a preacher. He's an evangelist. He'll go out, and he's, he, the, the, the crusade was ongoing. And he got news that your son has fallen 25, he fell 
but he was by the door and the security guard saw him stumbling, so they caught him and he died before they got to the hospital. 25. 25. So they got the news to his dad and they said, hey, this is what happened to your son. He said, don't put him in the morgue. Don't put him in the morgue. Leave him out for as long as you can. And what did he do? He went and started thanking God. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for the good and the bad. He goes out and they say, are you going? Now, he's the biggest evangelist in the country. They said, are you going to stop the meetings so you can go and be with your son? He said, no. He said, I'm, I'm going to thank God for the good and the bad. Let me tell you, it was four days before he got to see his son. He kept preaching. And finally, on the last day, he opened up and he said, let me tell you, sometimes we're too used to thanking God only when things are good. He said, be ready and season it out and thank God always for everything that he's done for you. Let me tell you, he thanked God and the fourth day flew to see the body of his son. And it blew my mind. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before, but I, I, got, a re I got a glimpse of what thanking God should look, could look like. Amen. Just being thankful, being thankful to God for all. Let me tell you, he gave him 25 years with his boy and he was thankful amen you know in the book in the book of ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1 it says to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven is a time to be born a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted amen you, you know the bible says there's a season for everything but the same bible tells us that we should be thankful always regardless of the season, regardless of what's going on in our lives, we can still lift our hands and say, Jesus, I thank you. I may not know what's going on in my life right now, but I can be thankful for I know it's all in your hands. Amen. It's under control. Come on, somebody, you're thankful. Give God praise tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. In the book of Daniel, as I come to close, amen, I just got a couple of things on here. In the book of Daniel, chapter 6 and verse 10, uh, I'll just paraphrase this really quickly before Daniel had been accused. There were people that wanted to accuse Daniel of wrongdoing, amen, and they couldn't find any wrongdoing on him except that he was faithful to God. So what they did is they wanted to trap him, and they got the king to issue a decree that if he wasn't going to bow down at a certain time and hour, they're gonna, they're, they were going to take him and put him in the lion's den. Now verse 10 says these words. It says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, meaning when, when the, the, it was signed to say that if anybody is not found wor worshiping anything else, right, they're going to go in the lion's den. Y'all hear this? You shouldn't worship anybody else. Y'all hear this? The Bible says this. When Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home in his upper room in his, with his windows open towards Jerusalem he did what? He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and did what? Gave thanks before his God as was his custom since the early days. Let me tell you, this man, regardless of the circumstance, was still thanking God. He knew that his life could have ended, but he was still thanking God for what he did have. Amen? Thankfulness will change your perspective. Thankfulness will give you joy tonight. Amen? 
Amen. Number two, number two is living out your calling, living out what God has called you for, living out your purpose. If you're not serving God, you are miserable. If you're not serving God tonight, you're miserable. No, I'm not trying to make you miserable. No, I'm telling you that you are not enjoying the joy of serving God. Let me tell you, serving God is a joy. Amen. Whatever you get to do, serving God, if you go without serving God, you are miserable. You're miserable. The Bible says in in Acts chapter 13 and verse 36, it says, For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, he fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. Meaning David, after he had lived his life, he served God, he completed his purpose. Then what did he do? He died. While you're alive, you have a purpose. While you're alive, God has a plan for your life. And if you're not living in it, you are miserable. So there is, we can see, we can surge, we can pursue happiness in so many different places. But if it is not after the calling of God, after what God has created us for, then we would walk every day miserable, miserable. I'm telling you, about the, just out of my own testimony, the last, last couple of weeks have been weird for me, weird. I'm used to, I'm, I know what I, what I do. I'm used to my routine of how I'm serving God and the people in Carrollton. And now I'm not in Tanzania yet. And I'm serving God, yes, I'm, 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 still, I'm still in. I mean, I'm not backsliding, amen. But you know what? It is weird. It is weird because that part of me cries out. It says, God, I want to I wanna keep, keep doing what I've been doing. I want to keep ministering to these people. Amen. I want to keep raising up men. I want to keep doing this. Amen. It's in my heart. It's in my heart. And in that time, and God is preparing me. Say, hey, I'm preparing you. Don't you worry. I'm preparing you, amen, for where I'm taking you. Hang tight. I'm preparing you. I'm winding you up, amen. But let me tell you, if you don't get to do that, then it is miserable. Amen. We're going to pray. We're going to pray tonight. We're going to come to a close tonight. I want to ask you something tonight. Many people have stopped serving God because they could not see the linkage between what they believed happiness or joy was. They could not see the linkage between that and serving God. It was almost two different, two different things. If you were a businessman or a businesswoman and, and your joy and you're like, oh, I really want to be a great business person over here. And serving God just seems like a separate world. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It just seems, it just seems so far away. I've been in that position working and I'm, I'm thinking, well, um, if I... My boss told me one time, he said, hey, you know, if you don't go to happy hour, you'll be limiting your career. I said, oh, okay, well, I guess I got a limited career then. (laughs) He said, you should go to happy hour with me. I said, I'll go. But after you come to church with me first. He said, man, he said, you got it. 
you, I, you don't have to go to happy hour. I don't have to come to church with you. Amen. <laughs> and that was the end of that conversation. But I want you to realize something. If, if somebody had not taught me that early on in life to say, hey, wait a minute. Realize as you draw near to God, God will make the rest of this happen. God will make the rest of this happen. What does the Bible say? Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be established. Everything else, he'll take care of it, amen? But the first thing is God, amen? You'll find out your business begins to prosper, amen? And everything else, amen? Praise God. Let's bow our heads tonight. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you for your people. God, we thank you for your plans, God. Lord, we pray tonight. God, open our eyes. Open our eyes, Lord, to see, Father, the areas in our lives that we have just neglected thanking you for. Lord, the areas in our lives, God, the things that you've done in our lives, that if we only were to look up, God, and just say thank you, Lord, we will realize what you've done. Open our hearts. God, that we will continue to seek living out for you our lives, to live out our calling. Lord, we were placed here with a purpose. We're not here by accident. Lord, stir up men and women tonight. Stir us up, Lord. Lord, that we, will be, we would seek out to serve you, God, with all of our lives and everything we have, God. That your name will be, will be lifted up, God. That people will know you. With every head bowed and every eyes closed tonight. I want to give you an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity to know Jesus. How many in this place tonight? You're here front, back, left, or right. You're here. And you've never said that prayer. You never asked Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. You said, I'm here tonight, but I am miserable. I've not asked Jesus to be my Lord. I heard he died for me. But I'm not sure. If I die tonight, I'm not sure where I would spend eternity. Maybe you said that prayer at some point, but you've, you've backslid and you've walked away from God and you're here tonight. You said, no, I want to come back to Jesus. I want to make heaven my home. How many in this place are you here tonight? So just remember me. Would you remember me in prayer? Just slide your hand up, put it back down. Say, remember me in prayer. Praise God. God bless you. I see that hand. How many more? Quickly. Just say, remember me in prayer. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't we stand tonight? Want to open up this altar. I want to tell you something that we did not in our in our premarital counseling. I believe this is going to be really important for marriages tonight. I don't even know if it was premarital counseling or if it was a big fight when we first got married. Our first year was horrible. If y'all know us, then you know it was terrible. 
I almost came with a black eye. I'm just kidding. Amen. Um, but let me tell you something. Pastor said this one time. He said, uh, get out a piece of paper. So why don't you write down some good things you're thankful for, for that woman right there. You know, when you're mad, you don't want to write nothing. You're like, ugh, nothing. But as we began to write, began to realize, man, there's so many things that I have to be thankful for. Amen. And it's the same for our God. We turn our eyes and we say, God, we begin to just mention these things we're thankful for. God, I thank you for my family. God, I thank you for keeping me from stumbling. Lord, when that temptation came and almost knocked me out, God, I thank you for you kept me. Lord, and I didn't fall. I didn't go back to my old ways. As we began to be thankful, let me tell you, God will begin to do a new thing in your heart tonight. Amen. When we find room at this altar, just do some business with God. Amen.